Gridiron Grinder, Hut Hut Hike. All right, party people. Wednesday night, Gridiron Grinder time. Uh, I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is my buddy James. Just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. This is episode 175 of Gridiron Grinder. And for tonight, we're going to kick things off with Name That Stadium. Then we're going to cover the news from this past week, short week. Uh, after that, we're going to give you our divisional round game picks, and then we're going to close it off with our question of the week. And so, yeah, with all that being said, how's it going tonight there, James? It's going good. How's it going with you? Good, man. Good. I'm sure you're going to see me effing with this one earbud I got here. I don't know. Something about it's just like making a weird sound in my right ear, but oh. we will uh, we will find a way to push through the technical difficulties, my man. Yeah, I hate when shit happens like that. Like, I had had one of my earbuds, like, when it started to go, it was just this loud, like, like, oh. right in my ear, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and I, I don't want to take it out, because then the other one drops off. And mm-hmm. if I go to my keyboard or whatever, my laptop, you know, you get, like, that, that, that feedback echo. loop of the audio or whatever, and so... Uh, I, you know, hey, we'll persevere. We'll make it work. When you're ready, my man, do some name that stadium for us. All right. So this part of the week, where as you can see, I'm traveling around different um, stadiums that host NFL games. Somebody fucking play. Oh, nobody we had so played. many takers, but nobody got it right, so we just can't give anybody that special shout out. Yeah, you know, you get that extra special shout out if you get it. Uh, if you get right, first person guess it right, um, I kind of cheated this week. We'll get into that a little bit. Last week, you know, <laughs> Lions were hosting the first playoff playoff game in what was it, 30 years, and got their first playoff win in like 32 years. But that's that's where I was. Um, take any guesses where I am because it might look familiar. Yeah, easy peasy, if you know what I mean. All right. Well, hey, moving on. We don't need to beat that dead horse let's do our recap of the past week james and you know i don't have a whole lot of news i just got a couple of things one of them is that uh jason kelsey longtime center for the philadelphia eagles 13 year career homeboy has retired following Mm -hmm. their loss last week against the tampa bay buccaneers i think hey good for him he was talking about retiring last year, but they got so close to getting in the Super Bowl or not winning the Super Bowl that he decided to run it back one more season. Um, and it's not like a sad story. The guy already has a ring, right? You know, he was there for the Philly special year. And so it's uh, it's been a great career for him. But, you know, he's hanging it up, man. Good for him, you know? Yeah, good for him. You know, there's rumors that he was going to hang it up last year, suck it up for another year. Um, I mean, probably should have like, what's the ultimate last game is, would be last year playing in the Super Bowl against your brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was kind of cool. But, you know, I like that he, uh, you know, he had faith in the team, thought that they could get the ring and he wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, nothing wrong with trying that man. And 13 years, a long time in the NFL. Uh, other than that, James, we got Puka Nakua. Breaking more records, my man. 
Yeah. Uh, and so he had nine catches, 181 yards, and a touchdown against Detroit in last week's wild card game. Um, that is, I think the yards is what was the record, or was it the receptions too? Maybe nine receptions is a lot for a rookie I in a playoff it was the game. Yards, um, but I gotta believe it's the yards was the record. And and either way, it, it's you know the dudes had a great great rookie run, and they got him at a fucking steal for mm-hmm. you know what they're trying to do to rebuild that team. Um, but I'm glad Detroit came out on top, man. Fucking sweetness. Yeah, it was the 181 yards was the most ever by a rookie receiver, eclipsing DK Metcalf. Okay. With 160. That was four years ago. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, hey, good for him, man. Good for him. Not so good for the Rams. Tyler Higby tore his ACL in the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the players kind of calling out. I think it was um, Kirby Joseph that had the hit on him. Yeah. um, But that kind of goes into the other piece is I had read that the Lions suspended him for that hit. Did they? See, I haven't heard that, but either I, way, I, it was a brutal freaking hit, man. I mean, watching it on TV and they showed the replay over and over and over and it was like, oh my God, don't even show it. It just looks so bad. Uh, but, you know, they talk about it and they talked about it in the game that the players are like, well, what would you rather have? The, the hits to the head or the hits to the legs? Because, you know, like, you can't just like have a perfect form tackle on every play. Right. And so, you know, the players have to make a decision, which one's it going to be. And they want to go low because they get penalized for going high. And so um, either way sucks for the Rams because it looks like um, more likely than not, he's going to miss some time to start next season. And he's obviously a big part of that passing offense. Um, I'm sure he'll get back at some point during the year next year, but uh, they're already saying that it's like highly unlikely he'll be ready for week one. Yeah. So, so what I had read and like, I was just something crossed my mind and I had seen, so a lot of people were calling for him to be suspended. Okay. Yeah. Hey, and maybe he will be at, at some point. I don't know, but um I mean, those hits happen all the time. They just had one of those fucking hits on Laporta last week. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, which I was worried about, James, so we didn't talk about this, but uh, I had this this feeling because we had the hit on Hawkinson in the first Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. I thought there could be some kind of retaliation in the second Minnesota game. It's like an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth kind of thing. We knocked out their tight end. They were like damn close to knocking out Laporta, man. Yeah, no, I, I know, and you know, I don't think. I'm Just not, coincidence. I'm not that it was, I think it's more coincidental coincidence yeah. than than something that legitimately they were trying to do. Um, sure, but I don't know that for a fact. The the hit that on uh, on Laporta, it looked like a normal normal play. I mean. Like, it was a low hit, man. It was a low hit, but 
but with the low hits, that's what the league wants. The league doesn't yeah, want that, that's all that's all I'm saying. High. With Higby, you know, it's like, hey man, I get it, it's bad, you know, but yeah, I mean it's it's happening to a lot of people, man, because that's the way that's the way they penalize teams now. It it forces the guys to go low. Mm-hmm. So I mean it is what it is what it is. Um you have to go low. Like like they said on the broadcast, I forget who, who even the announcers were, is yes, the receivers in the league, if you want to get hit in the head or you want to get hit in the legs. Yeah. If you want to get hit high or hit low, they say, hit me high all the t- all, all day. Because you take out the receivers. Yeah, maybe the receiver gets a concussion, they're out for the game, maybe out for a week or, or two. But you take you take out their knees and like they're Could gone be a career-ending injury. Exactly. Yeah. So... I mean, of course, you know, but now, now they're like, yeah, you know, the head injuries, well, you know, I could be a vegetable at 50. And so it's like, you don't want that either. You don't want that either, but we don't want to play flag football. So we got to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. You, you know, you just gotta, you gotta look at how it was like, from what I, I remember that play, just wear the the funny helmets and let them start hitting high again. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't know. I just I get frustrated when calling a completely legal play a dirty play, and that's all I saw this week was how how it was a dirty play and this and that. It's like it's fucking a hundred percent legal. Yeah, stop it's crying. Just, it's about just it. bad timing. You're going low right at the time he's planting that leg. Yeah, like you can't, you can't plan everything to be perfect. It's just the way it works, man. And so mm-hmm. it sucks. But you know, and it happens to a lot of players. You know, it's not just our opponents. That's that's not what I'm trying to say. But no, uh, I know. All right, man. So the last thing I had on the news, James. You know, because we just did the show five days ago. But um, and it's you know a partial NFL thing because it's it's related to Caleb Williams the quarterback out of USC apparently this guy is making some comments that he wants like some assurances that Chicago's going to trade the number one pick before he declares to go pro have you heard about this like what are you afraid of competing against Justin Fields <clears throat> like come on man like Man he doesn't up, want to. You know. He doesn't want to go to Chicago because he's a fucking pussy. Oh, he doesn't and want to so, be in the Midwest and have to deal. Yeah, with he doesn't want to be snow. in the Midwest and deal with the snow. Like I mean, he played at Oklahoma. All those like you had to deal with a little bit of snow, but not much, and don't have to really. You know, you. I fucking Pre Madonna, hate, man. hate all these players coming into the league, and this is this is the main reason why I hated Eli Manning. Yeah. You know, you want to be drafted number one. If you fucking, I, I didn't really like Elway for it because Elway did the same shit. Elway played yep. baseball instead of playing dude. I agree. It's it's like you want to be drafted number one, then you're stuck with the team that that has the number one pick. James, to me, it's it's you getting drafted at all is an honor, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you know if you want to be drafted and play in the NFL. You play by their rules, man, and that's whichever team picks you, picks you, and you go and you give it your best, and when your contract's up, if they don't want you back, then you figure out where you go from there. But, like, 
holy shit, man, these guys are not even in the league and they're fucking bitching and moaning about it. It's like, okay, well then fuck you, man. How about you just don't play in the NFL? Yeah, ex- exactly. I, you know, go hit up the UFL spring league. Have fun with that yeah. fucker. Go, go play in the UFL. Uh, fucking go, go play in Canada. Yeah. Um, like, it's like, if you're that good, it's going to be a team that's coming up generally. Like Chicago had a decent year and has the number one pick. They have the yeah. pieces. They just need the quarterback. Like, like if I was Caleb Williams, I would want to be drafted by Chicago because because with a subpar quarterback and subpar quarterback play, they were still right at right around 500. And late in the season, they were in the playoff hunt. Like, like that's a good team. A, not a good team. A decent team that you're being traded to. You're not being, or you're being drafted by. You're not being drafted by Carolina, who couldn't yeah. fucking do shit this year. Yeah, I think Chicago's, you know, the needle's starting to point upwards for them. Yeah, you know exactly. So, and it was fucking smooth by them that they got the number one pick because of last mm-hmm. year's trade. And so, I don't know, man. I just don't like these quarterbacks coming out of college thinking that they can fucking dictate all this kind of stuff. You know, and it does happen on rare occasions, like you talked about with Eli and Elway. Uh, but, you know, it's like another it's another one of those just kind of quirks of the NFL where I'm like, man, there just needs to be a way to, like, fucking squash that from happening. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's all I got for the news, man. That's all, right, all so I had. Yeah, I had you two got? things. Yeah. One of a little kind of a. A uh, sad note. Apparently, he didn't die, but apparently, um, Jim Ursay was um, hospitalized. He was found at his home, cold to the touch, with a bluish tint, mm. and police suspected it was a drug overdose. But um, their the spin from Indianapolis is he's recovering from a respiratory illness. Well, that, he did have a respiratory thing, what was it, like a week or two ago? And yeah. And so, oh, man. Yeah. So, not good. Not not good. The other thing was, was did you hear, um, apparently, uh, I'm trying to figure, find, because I have to give credit to the podcast he was on. Um <laughs> Uh, Derek Henry was on um, Bussin' with the Boys podcast, okay. which is hosted by Will Compton and Taylor Luan. And apparently, at the trade deadline, the Titans were, were according to Henry, quote, I felt like it was close. It was close. It was close. Boys, it was close. Tennessee trading... Henry to a playoff team. Um, and because when he was asked, um, if, if I believe he, it, dude, their owner seems, you know, yes. So he was asked who he was going to be traded to. And if they made the playoffs, he didn't say that what the team names, but he says, yeah, I know two for sure. The other one, I don't know if that would have happened, but one of them, I felt like it was pretty close. A, a lot went down between, and some, there's 
part of the quote missing there in this article, that little saga with the trade. What's coming out is that the teams that were trying to trade for Derrick Henry were Philadelphia and Baltimore. Yeah, and Baltimore ended up getting Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. I mean, Philly, I don't know, man. You know, their running backs all stayed pretty healthy this year, right? Like the first time ever, fucking Swift stayed healthy for a whole mm-hmm. season. Of course, right after we get rid of them. <laughs> but then they had Gainwell and, you know, whoever else. You know, I don't I don't know, Boston Scott, maybe he's still there. But I didn't hear a lot about the Philly like guys a, getting hurt. It sounds hurt. like a lacrosse player, Boston Scott. I like it's Boston just, Scott. But, I know. But, but I think Kenneth like Gainwell's like really, you know, he's like the guy they want to rise up. But mm-hmm. Swift was the starter. And, you know, we know Swift. We've seen him play for years. But I don't know if Derrick Henry, honestly, I don't know if he would have fit in that offense that well. You know, like they need a more balanced running back, right? Because they do a lot of things with the quarterback moving around and throwing the ball. Derrick Henry is like the freaking pounder, dude. Derrick Henry, same with Baltimore, man. Derrick Henry needs to be on a different team, a team Mm -hmm. that's going to run like a play action offense and just freaking just pound the rock up the gut, man. Like, I mean, if a team was going to trade for Derrick Henry, it should have been fucking Cleveland because Chubb was out. You know, like that's what they do. They do play action all the time. Well, at least they did after Watson was out, and that's mm-hmm. before they brought in Watson. But um, I don't know, man. Just my opinion. No, I know. I just the part that annoys me is is Baltimore. Like I, yeah. Like I, I mean, if, if I'm Minnesota, I'd maybe look at Henry for the off season. If you're yeah. bringing Cousins back and you want to run that kind of offense, do it. But I don't think Kevin O'Connell wants to run the play-action offense. I think he wants to air it out way more. You know, Stefanski was the guy that was the play-action guy. Obviously, he's in Cleveland. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I I know. I just, Baltimore and Delvin Cook annoyed the fuck. That annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah, me too. So. What was your other piece of news, man? No, those were the two. Oh, there was uh, Ursay and um, uh, Derek Henry. Yes, Derek Henry. I, all right, yeah, I got you. All right. Um, I think that was about about it. Um, so we're light on the news this week, but it's only been five days, and it's playoff time. So unless there's coaching things going on, usually you don't hear a lot this time of year. Huh. Poor Melvin Gordon. I missed this one. What about him? He just uh, got he, dropped he, from. Baltimore. He just got dropped from Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he hadn't played, but... He had a good career, mostly Justice with the Chargers. Hill, Gus, and... Oh, no, that's... Um, you Gus Edwards? No, I... I, Since I was talking about Philadelphia and Baltimore in the last part, I then I got confused, and I saw the two names. I was like, oh, those are... No, those aren't their, their two backups. It's uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and they have Rashad Penny in Philadelphia, too. Yes, that's right. I forgot about Rashad Penny, yeah. 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 Um, okay, well, hey, James, we're moving on from the news kind of early this week, and we're going to get into our divisional round game picks. My man. 
You want to take that ball and run with it? All right. So both. I mean, let me ask. You and, yeah, how'd we do last week? Let me start with that. That's where I was going. Both you and I, if if you watched last week, you saw both of us pick Philadelphia to win the game. Both of us, you in the morning, and then as I was, I game time was kind of like right before game time. I texted you. We both switched to Tampa Bay. Yeah, and you're For three me, hours behind. You know, there's no copycat, whatever. We both, we both knew the move had to be made. Yeah, and and it, and my my reasoning behind it was I had not heard up until that point that uh, AJ Brown was out. AJ Brown was out. Yeah. Once I heard that, as soon as I heard that, I sent that text message to you. Yeah. Um. So we both got. Four of six, right? Yes. But because of how, because of the point system, oh, you yeah, ended up confidence factor. Confidence factor. I lost my six point confidence and my one point confidence game, while you lost your four and your two, um, which gave you fifteen points and me fourteen points. Oh man, the freaking heat is on, James. Yeah. So I mean, both of us, we, you and I, I don't know if we, you and I talked about this before um, we started, that both of us were like when it was coming down to it, right before, like we almost switched. Both yeah. of us talked about Green it. we Bay. almost switched to Green Bay. Yeah. I should have trusted my model on it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. Um, and. So my model with the with the rankings and the stats that go into my model, obviously was seeing the advantage for Green Bay. It didn't see all of the games right because I still would have gotten if I would have followed my model 100%, I would have gone four and two, anyways. But um, yeah, I don't know if my model would have would have helped pick Green Bay. It would have been an override, you know, and it just yeah. I wanted to override it because. They finished the year so hot, and it, it just I I had the sense that McCarthy and Dak were just going to choke again in the playoffs, just like they've done the last couple of years. And I thought, man, mm-hmm. you know, if if, if it's going to happen, this is the time for it to happen. You got a team on a fucking heater going against them, but it's like when we made our picks, it's like how do you go against Dallas when they were like the most obvious fucking best team at home this year you know it just exactly so hard to go against them but yeah it is what it is man and you know we both hesitated and you know but it's all good it's all good it's just part of the game yeah and like and part of like i didn't want to root for green bay in that game because knowing like at that point in the weekend i was thinking that um Philadelphia was going to win before I found out I didn't want to play Philadelphia. The only team I didn't want to play in the playoffs was Philadelphia. I don't care. I don't care about any of the other teams, but Philadelphia, something with that, that matchup concerns me. I mean, they got a stacked offensive line, a stacked defensive line. We Mm -hmm. talk a lot about it. You know, a lot of the times you win based on how good you are in the trenches and they are one of the best, if not the best in the trenches it's just that they've had other things kind of fall apart 
it can go against them this year. And obviously they fucking had Matt Patricia calling the defense later in the year, which was fucking horrible on their part. But whatever. You know, you live, you learn. And you fire his ass and you move on. Yeah. So I I mean, we, t- we talked about it. And also with Philadelphia changing coordinators. But then Tampa Bay changed coordinators too, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, but yeah, Todd Bowles about, was, was like, still calling the defense, right? Yeah. So yeah, we we were talking we were talking about how um, Philadelphia and Tampa Bay were the only two teams to meet in the playoffs, or something about something about them changing coordinators during the race. I don't remember the exact stat. I don't have it in front of me, so yeah. forgive me for that. Sorry, my eyes are no worries, man. No worries. Um, but yeah, so, so you you got the lead. Um, by a hair. And I, it, I'll hair. tell you, James, it feels good, right? Because the first two years we did this, I'm pretty sure I was out of it after the wild card weekend, right? So <laughs> it was, it was, you had a lot of ground to make up, but the first two years it was after, it was like two, like after the Saturday of the divisional round, you were like just like done. Toast. Okay. Toast. Yeah. Um, yeah and then last year I had a little bit of revenge. But now, you know, now we're fighting. Now we're right in there, man. Yeah. So, same same thing this week with the confidence factor, except for except for it's six five four three. We don't since we only have four games, we don't have the two or one confidence factor. And I'm actually going to change a pick from what I sent you. We'll get to that in a second. And my numbers are going to change a little bit. Sure. So I'll I'll tell you tell you about that when we when we get there first game yeah. of the weekend which is at uh 4 30 eastern time on saturday wait wait did i completely missed it this missed it over the weekend when did they announce that the pittsburgh buffalo game was being changed from sunday to monday it was like sunday morning i think yeah because i like i i don't know why i completely fucking missed it and then yeah. then like i was like I go to turn on turn on the game and like it's not on. I was like, the fuck? Yeah, no, I think it was uh like early Sunday morning. You know, like for me, I, I want to say like by the, I would say by like ten o'clock, I knew it was pushed. Yeah. But like you know, it could have been earlier, and that's just when I saw it. So. Uh, so I mean, I. But they're I saying think... snow could be a factor again, for the Kansas City game. Yeah, but it's not like Kansas City, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Like, I don't see snow or weather as a real factor there. Because, yeah, like, there was no Kansas snow City, on the field, right? So come Kansas, on. Yeah, and yeah. Kansas City just won, like, what was it, the fourth it's coldest temperature? temperature, yeah. The fourth yeah. coldest temperature ever. Yeah. Freaking Mahomes is held and cracked. Did you see that? There was nuts. You know, you know I missed I, – I missed the Miami Kansas City game on Saturday. I was doing, I had yeah. something. But did oh. you see the highlight of Mahomes' oh, helmet? No, cracking? that's what it was. Yeah, I saw the. That's what it was. It, that was the fucking Peacock game, which I was confused oh, yeah. as all get out because, like, so, so like our, our neighbor's kid had birth a birthday party on Saturday afternoon. So I watched part of the. Cleveland Houston game. It was a blowout. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And then and then I got home, and like fucking the can the Kansas City Miami games on like regular NBC out here. It's like wait, I thought it was only only on yeah. Peacock. 
but it was like a snippet of it. Like they they played like it was like twenty minutes a game, uh, twenty minutes of like real time of the game they played on NBC out here, and it was it was the fucking um, just a studio teaser. guys, studio guys talking about the game, and they were show they were showing in the background, and I was, and then all of a sudden it like goes over to like some the news. I was like, what the fuck's going? And I figured huh. out it's just a little teaser, but that's. So it wasn't exclusive Peacock. It was mostly exclusive Peacock. I'm just saying, you can't call something ex- exclusive no. if you allow allow te- five minutes of it to be. And I fell asleep for it. Unfortunately, here. you know, I had to shovel snow that was basically four inches of ice, and so my back was wrecked, and I just fell asleep right on my couch. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> So, so the first game of the of this weekend is Houston at Baltimore. Um, yes, the ten and seven Texans, thirteen and four Ravens. So my concern, Mike, when you look at this game, my concern is which Lamar are we going to see? In past seasons, when they made the playoffs and Lamar's played, they he looked completely different in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. In fact, there's a huge drop off and. Baltimore hasn't done been able to do shit. <sighs> I think this is a different team, my man. I think you're right. I think it's a different different team. My model has it as a 29 to 14 game. I'm seeing a lot of people picking it a lot closer than that, which makes more sense to me. I think yeah. Baltimore still pulls it out. Um, I mean, Stroud. Stroud's a fucking unicorn, but I don't know if he yeah. can can get that second win um, in the playoffs in his rookie year, which is rid- it's ridiculous that he got the first win, especially the team that where they were last year. Um, I'm gonna go with Baltimore in the game, and actually, based on how my other picks are, yeah, and the other games this weekend. I'm going to go with six point confidence factor in this game. Um, okay. Yeah, six point, six point confidence factor. All right, yeah. So that one didn't change for you, okay? No, that one didn't change. No, that's good. I, you know, and, and I'm just making sure I got the record right. But um, no, man, I tell you what, man. Um, so I went in this week, and I made sure to fully update my model to the best of my ability. And I know I missed a few things here and there because you got injuries and things like that. And it's fucking Wednesday night. You know, things are going to come up between now and Saturday and Sunday that we're just not going to be able to predict or whatever. But I updated the model and I, I so badly wanted to find a way to take Houston in this, this game, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't right because my model has Baltimore winning at home by 5.2. That's the model. And 5.2 in the playoffs is just too much to override. I don't My care. model has Baltimore winning by 15. Yeah, see, you got it. You got it 15. And you, you can't override that, man. But 5.2 is big. And, and I think 5.2 was me finally finding a way to give Houston the respect they deserved because I talked all year about how they were so far down in my model. And, and you know, the, the thing is, it's, it's, you know, I personally don't like Lamar. I like, I love John Harbaugh. I think he's a great coach. 
Lamar to me, I don't know, man, something about his personality and then the way that he's disappeared in the playoffs, it's always rubbed me the wrong way, mm-hmm. right? And I think that even as a passer, he's been phenomenal passing to his tight ends. I think he's been limited passing to the outside of the hashes. And in the NFL, you got to do a little bit more than that. And then even running the ball, it's like, this. it's great he was healthy this year, but the last few years he's had injuries, and that, that's bothered me. But Baltimore overall has beaten some big teams, namely San Francisco at the end of the year. Uh, and then teams like Detroit, they embarrassed. You know, it's like they, they just – I'm seeing things out of this Baltimore team that I did not expect at the start mm-hmm. of the year. and Exactly. And then when I look at, like, the, uh, the heat map for my model – the defensive front seven for Baltimore is almost identical in ratings to Cleveland. All right. And so, and, and this is like me, me taking the counter argument now is that uh, Stroud just tore apart Cleveland. Right. And so, I, you know, even though my models got it at 5.2, I think that this game could end up being a little bit of a shootout. Because we've seen Houston already dismantle a phenomenal defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Baltimore also has the number one rushing offense. I think that's going to help them set the tempo. Yeah, You know, it, it just, it, it's hard to, it's hard to go against Baltimore, man. So I'm taking them. Uh, in my model for the week, this is the second biggest spread. So I'm giving it my second biggest confidence factor so they get a five. Yeah. Second game of the weekend, Saturday night, is uh, Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Pack- Let's be honest. The Packers look really good against Dallas. Look mm-hmm. really fucking good against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, and 49ers, and, and heck, the last seven, eight weeks, the Packers have looked really fucking good. Yeah. The key to to beating the 49ers is give is being able to block that defensive front, which luckily for the Packers, that offensive line has been playing phenomenal lately. It's interesting you said that, but keep going, keep going. <laughs> so my model has this as probably the highest scoring game of the week. Um, I'm gonna do a quick math. Uh, yeah. It has 61 points scored in this game, where the next closest is um, 50, 51. Okay. And it has San Francisco winning by three. Excuse me. Based on the fact that the 49ers have looked beatable the last few weeks, they didn't play anybody in week 18 they had a bye week this past week i think they're going to come out this week with some rust which the packers are going to be able to get to get the jump on them and get the lead and i don't th- i don't think that the 49ers will be able to overcome that if the pa- if the packers are playing like, like they, they did have, against dallas like they did against dallas and so this is the the change that throws off all my numbers from all what right. i sent you I'm going to go Packers. with I'm going to go with the Packers, but because of how 
big of an upset. This would be in based on just if you look at pure statistics, pure numbers, number one seed and the number five. No, six. Se- no, they were the seventh seven. seed, man. They were the seventh. Yeah, that's right, because I played Dallas, who was the two seed. Um, so I'm going to give it a yeah. three-point confidence. Okay, I get it. And we'll we'll adjust the other ones as we go here. Um, all right, yeah, so I got you. You got the Packers. Uh, James, I'm taking the 49ers. All right, the Packers finished the year 9-8. and eight. The 49ers finished the year 12-5. and five. Um the Packers very clearly finished hotter, right? They they won, now including last week, they've won seven of their last nine. It, I mean, that's like as, about as hot as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like what you had in your model with the Baltimore-Houston game. My model has a huge spread in this game, which is not, I mean, you know, huge, whatever. Nine and, 9.6 is my spread in this game. And you know me, it's too steep to override that, especially because they're playing in San Francisco. Um, When I look at some of the rankings here on NFL.com, for example, uh, San Francisco has the number two offense. And then when I go and I, number two offense and the number one, oh, hang on, sorry. This is my model, not on NFL.com. My model has them as the number one defensive front seven in the league which Green Bay has not played someone ranked that high. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I show them is like a big jump up from the defensive front seven of Dallas. And so I think that that could be enough of a factor to slow down Jordan Love in that Green Bay offense. And so it's just tough, man. The 49ers are so freaking stacked, right? And, And I get it. You're taking some of the narrative here. I, I'm going with the model on it. And, and because it's my biggest spread in my model, I'm giving them my biggest confidence factor. And so I'm taking six on this one, man. All right. So then we have the Tampa Bay. Tampa. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. No. No. At the Detroit Lions. Yes. The Detroit Lions got a fucking second home playoff game. Thanks to Green Bay. Yeah. Um, winning. Um, based on my picks, they will, they will have a third home game in the playoffs. My man. My um, man. So both these teams had big victories um in the in the wild in super wild card weekend. Um the Eagle the Bucks blew out the Eagles, but the Lions kinda had to hold out against the the Rams. These two teams played a close game earlier in the season. I wouldn't expect much different from the close game that they played early, earlier in the season. I'd wanted to look up the score of that game real quick. Um here but it was i want to say it was yeah oh it wasn't as close as i thought huh this will be a closer game than the game they played in the regular season which was at tampa bay where detroit beat tampa bay 20 to 6 yeah why do i have it as noted as a close game i think i saw it as 20 to 16 or something when i my model has it Super tight, James. Yeah. My model has Detroit winning 23 to 21. Okay. Two-point victory for Detroit. I don't expect much. I expect 
I don't expect much out of Baker Mayfield because of the fact that I don't think he can be a consistently good quarterback. Um, the Detroit defense did show some flaws last week, which Baker could exploit. If he was a good quarterback, I could see him exploiting exploiting that. Um, but yes, yeah, which Baker are we going to get? Exactly, which Baker are we going to get? Um, I don't think. <sighs> I'm going to go with Detroit um, based on based on my my model this is this is actually the closest game in my model that I'm not overriding um so since I since I have the override of my model with Green Bay I'm going to give a 4 point confidence to the to the Lions winning this game okay um, it's just I have two point and the the other games like Baltimore's fifteen huge spread and yeah. and the other one's a little a little bit just a little bit wider for spread so I'm gonna go with um, Detroit in the game and four point confidence I got you my man all right yeah so Tampa Bay they finished the year nine and eight another one of these nine and eight teams in here Detroit you know tied their best record twelve and five. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions in this game. You know, I can't go against them now. Um, I mean, I probably only went against them a couple times earlier in the year, right? And so, you know, once that train got rolling, you and I both had to get on it. And uh, when I look at this matchup, one of the things is that looking at NFL.com, it appears on paper, ranking-wise, to be a little bit lopsided in Detroit's favor. Tampa Bay is the 23rd ranked offense. They're the 23rd ranked defense, which seems like really shitty for a team that just won a playoff game, right? <laughs> Detroit is third in 19th, respectively. Um, so, you know, for me, I have to kind of throw that out and say, hey, stats are stats. You play in different divisions. You've got different opponents. Whatever else is going on there, right? Different coaching, different strategies. When I dig into the model, these teams are a lot more evenly matched than it looks. I've got a 1.8 spread in Detroit's favor, which is like right on line with what you were saying, right? You had it two points? Yeah, two points. And I mean, it's the tightest of the divisional round in my model. And so I'm, I'm definitely picking Detroit. I would prefer it was a bigger spread. Uh, but because it's so tight, I'm giving it my lowest confidence factor, which is a three. And, man, fingers crossed. I want to see this train keep rolling, James. Yeah. Fucking wild. Um, and we have the final game of the weekend, which I don't like the fact that the NBC game is at 3.30 Eastern and the... CBS game is at 6:30 Eastern. It feels like it feels like Sunday should finish with NBC, not CBS. Just my personal opinion. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. In fact, this is going to be Patrick Mahomes. This is crazy that this is Patrick Mahomes' first playoff start on the road in his career. Pretty wild, man. Um, and. Buffalo is not that easy of a place to um, play in. Yeah, the cold should be no problem for Mahomes. Last week, we talked about it. 
Kansas City played in like negative eighty degree negative eighty degree weather and and still the offense showed up. Um Josh Allen last week against Pittsburgh and so Pittsburgh's not not as yeah, I guess Pittsburgh Pittsburgh missing missing TJ Watt is not as stout of a defense as you would you would assume Pittsburgh being when you make that statement. He limited his mistakes, which is what he needs to do Big to time. beat the beat the Chiefs this week. I think I think Patrick Mahomes is going to struggle a little bit. Um, it's unfamiliar territory for him. Yeah, you could say, well, he won his first Super Bowl, or not? Not he didn't win his first Super Bowl start. He, he, but he played good in his first Super Bowl, and he played good here, and he played good there. But it's different. It, the difference is in Buffalo, you don't have to worry about the weather. What you have to worry about is the wind. Yeah. The wind can get blowing in, um, in in Buffalo, especially coming off of Lake Erie, and that's that's where the concern concern is for Kansas City. And do we honestly think that? The best wide receiver on the team being Travis Kelsey can carry Kansas City. Yes, he's a phenomenal player, but can he carry Kansas City yet another week? And I don't think so. I excuse me. My model has it as a as a lower scoring game, twenty one to seventeen, which is not common for for this type of matchup. Um, I think this is actually the first time that Mahomes is playing in Buffalo too. I think all the other matchups with the Bills have been in Kansas City for some reason. So I'm going to go with with Buffalo in this game, and I it just leaves my five point um, confidence margin for this game. Okay, yeah, and I made the change by you know the process of deduction, so yeah, we're good there. Um, yeah, and so James, yeah, both these teams finished eleven and six on the year, uh, kind of underwhelming from what we've come to expect from mm-hmm. both these guys. Um, I'm taking Kansas City in this one, which is actually my first and only underdog pick of the week, and it's also my first and only uh, picking of the away team of the week, picking the road team, and it's just that I like Mahomes that much more in terms of his clutch ability which we've seen come through Mm -hmm. in the playoffs and I do think because of some of the things we've seen in the playoffs I know they've been in Kansas City um, but I I think he has the Bills number a little bit when it matters the most and that's going to come into play when we look at NFL.com ranking wise both these guys are extremely legit Kansas City number nine on offense number two on defense Buffalo, number four on offense, number nine on defense. Uh, You know, flip them basically back and forth. They're both top tens. They're both very good. When I dig into my model, I'm coming up with a 2.8 spread in Kansas City's favor, which is actually really good considering that they're playing on the road and I build Mm -hmm. in a home field advantage factor. And so uh, trying to look at some of the narrative of the season, I think both these teams have an Achilles heel. As, as you know, James, we've talked about it a number of times. Kansas City's is obvious. The young wide receivers and their issues with drops and penalties, that could be a factor. And then for Buffalo, it's Josh Allen and whether or not he's going to turn the ball over because at times this year he's been a fucking turnover machine. And so I think whichever team plays the cleaner, more fundamental game is the one that's going to get the win. 
I got to go with Kansas City, man. They, they've proven that they can do it. And I, I get it. It's on the road, so it's kind of different than what they've seen in the past. Uh, but Josh Allen, dude, he's always kind of looked skittish to me when the pressure's been on him. And so I'm taking Kansas City, and this gets my number four confidence factor, man. All right, so that would be our picks for the week. Do you have any final thoughts on this game's weekends besides let's go fucking Lions? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't, dude. It's it's freakish how fast these uh, playoff sessions go compared to the other ones, right? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I'm good. If, if you're ready, we'll go to the question of the week, man. All right, sounds good. So I'll let you take it sure. away with the question of the week. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be any kind of, like, rocket science here. Um, you know, just looking at, you know, last week we talked about coach changes and how there were eight coach firings or whatever you want to call them. Um, and now seven openings because the, the Patriots hired uh, Gerard Mayo. Uh, I want to know, do you think we're going to see one of the playoff teams whether it's one of the ones that's already been eliminated or one of the ones that's still in the mix, make a change at head coach. And, uh, you know, before you answer, obviously, I'll give you, you know, my information here. I think, yes, I think we're seeing a lot of pressure on these coaches. Uh, you know, when you look at last week, Dallas losing, I think, puts a ton of pressure on Mike McCarthy. And I think he's the most obvious candidate. I got to believe Jerry Jones's blood is freaking boiling after that loss to Green Bay. I mean, you could see it all over him in the booth, him looking around like, who the hell can he hold accountable for them not winning a freaking playoff game? Um, you know, and I think with Dallas, with Jerry Jones, I think he's one of those guys. He's old school. He might look at a Bill Belichick. Or he might even want to go and look at like a freaking Jim Harbaugh. Anybody else where he could be saying, the grass is greener. I'm bringing this guy in. We've got too much talent to waste it. He knows he's getting long in the tooth and he's got to strike while the iron's hot. Uh, so I think McCarthy is the the most obvious candidate. Um, and, and honestly, you know, I don't like McCarthy. You know that. But it is strange because I do believe that some of this is not his fault, right? When you look at how exposed their defense was, you know, both sides of the ball really choked it up in that game. Deck kind of came back in garbage time, but it didn't really matter. Uh, but the defense really let him down in that game too, right? Um, but McCarthy's the obvious pick. And, and I think that I think that they are going to make a change there because Jerry Jones is not a patient man. Um, but I also think you cannot sleep on Mike Tomlin with the Steelers. And I think you need to keep a very, very close eye on Sean McDermott, because if Buffalo loses to Kansas City at home, I think McDermott's out, my man. Uh, and then even with Tomlin, we just saw him say, uh, he's planning on coming back to coach next year. Okay, well, Pete Carroll just did that two weeks ago. It got fired like three days later. So uh, I don't know, man. You know, Tomlin has this incredible record of being plus 500, but it has been a damn long time now since he's won a playoff game. 
And as an owner, you got to be thinking that that lack of success is wearing on the fan base. And so I think um, I think those are the three guys. I'd say McCarthy is going to be out. Tomlin could be a surprise firing. Uh, McDermott to me is a no-brainer if they lose this weekend, but obviously they got a shot to win. What do you think, man? So my thought was McCarthy. Hands down, McCarthy. I'm going to read you a quote from Jerry Jones today about mm, two hours ago, hour and a half ago. I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals, and the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy as our head coach. There is a great benefit to continuing the team's progress under Mike's leadership as our head coach. Goes on further to say, our last Sunday is shared by everyone here, not just Coach McCarthy. Our players, our coaches, our front office, myself. There is accountability for our results. I am accountable for our results. The lens we use to view and evaluate Coach McCarthy is holistic. While we're all disappointed with the result on Sunday and with our playoff record, I am 100% supportive of him as our head coach and ability to reach our goals. So, I was all in with you on McCarthy. I was yeah. about ready. No, to I, and out. I didn't see that. I didn't see that from two hours ago. The last one I heard is that he wasn't ready to comment on it yet. And I thought, oh, well, that's just setting the stage. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then there's further. You want to you want to go further. There are many layers of success that have occurred this season as a re- result of Mike's approach to leading the team, both with individual players and with our team collectively. Mike has the highest regular season winning percentage of any head coach in, Cow- in Cowboys history, and we will dedicate ourselves in partnership with him to translating that into reaching our postseason goals. Certainly, Mike's career has demonstrated postseason su- success at a high level, and we have great confidence that can continue. Like I said, I was 100% all in. I was about ready to lay out all the facts as to why Dallas is going to fire McCarthy. And then Jones fucking came out and said that shit. And I didn't see this until right before we started. So I don't have the facts to back it up. I think... <laughs> well, you just gave us the facts. You no, gave no, us the I don't statement. Have the facts. I don't have the facts to back up the other coaches that I didn't... Because I only went with the oh, one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I went, okay. But I understand your... Well, what do you think about Sirianni with these like supposed exit interviews that they're doing with players? That's that's where I was I I was going with Sirianni (laughs) because I'll just shut my mouth. I understand your Tomlin comments, but I don't think Pittsburgh is a very they're very slow to get rid of their head coach. Um, Yeah, but when was their last playoff win? 2018, 2016. That's a long fucking time, dude. It might have been 2018. Whatever. I I know, but he he has um this team shouldn't have made the playoffs this year and somehow he got the team to make the playoffs. If Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs, I could see them getting rid getting rid of Tomlin. No, Tomlin. that's a good point. They did overperform based they on overperformed. their shitty they had, offense they had, ability. Yeah. They had fucking Mason Rudolph 
playing the, the hero. Last, he was the hero. Last two games of the yeah. of the regular season to propel them into the playoffs. Like, I mean, it's not Tomlin. I see the Sean McDermott comments um, up in Buffalo. But you're he picking Buffalo, spoke, so then then it would be probably a no. I think I think there's a chance that McDermott could be fired from Buffalo if they don't win the Super Bowl. Okay. Like I think that's the bar. Anything less than that. Yeah, they're they're losing patience. Yeah. They're losing patience with him, especially since though like a couple years ago, like the last two time two playoffs, the losses could. I'm not putting it on him because the players have to perform, but questionable coaching decisions led to them led to the possibility that they lost. Thirteen seconds comes to mind. Um, (laughs) I think the the biggest potential of being fired, especially with all these exit interviews, um, and I hadn't seen the stuff about the exit interviews until right before we started, is Sirianni. I think what I'm reading and what I started started searching real quick right before we started was I'm seeing a lot of Sirianni has to present the path forward for Philadelphia to Lori this week. And, and that's, what's going to make or break whether or not he, he keeps his job, which is, it's fucking ridiculous. The guy last year, we we talked about the guy last year took them to the Super Bowl. this year. They had injuries at key offensive players going into the playoffs but but where the argument on the other side is is they kind of tailed off at the end of the year. Yeah. But look at what happened to the Rams two fucking years ago after winning the Super Bowl. They oh, fucking they were the worst games, follow-up three, team. Three games. Yeah. yeah. Like like it's hard to play a 17 game schedule and then play Philadelphia was the one seed, play three playoff games. So you're playing 20 games that season. Finishing in the middle of February, coming back for for um, training camp in July, and like your body just doesn't have time to recover. And I'm surprised that Philadelphia did. They they didn't have that Super Bowl hangover that most teams have. Yeah, Philly's a brutal fan base, man, <laughs> and it and it looks like their ownership is all over. If you're not winning, you're out. And to me, it's Sirianni has been great for them. I would give it another year and see what's going on. I'd be supporting him, not putting him on the hot seat. So what I'm what I saw and I'm trying to glance for it is blah blah blah. Uh, I'm trying trying to glance for it again. But it it was the whole thing with t- today or tomorrow that um, Sirianni had to present his path forward, and if Laurie yeah. didn't like it, he he's fucking out. Was yeah, it? it's it's hey, we're firing Matt Patricia, and I want you to open up your pocketbook as an owner so that I can hire the best possible defensive coordinator and then we're going to be good for next year as long as our guys stay healthy (laughs) so yeah so he completed his exit interviews um he was he's expected to meet with uh owner laurie um today and he's expected to present his plan for the future to laurie 
during the meeting, which should include staff changes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If Sirianni is open to such changes, he will likely stay. But if Lori doesn't approve of his plan, he will likely go. Which is which is probably why that they're asking players in exit interviews because they're they're trying to get get like shit like these players so to get the backup like oh I don't want to play for him this and that yeah. like but it's just like come on they're trying to dude, set him up to just be like hey we got enough ammo to get you out of here dude fucking fucking took you to the Super Bowl last last year they didn't fire Peterson Wait, let's let's take a look when did um. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. That was uh, 2020, 2019. Oh, yeah, the fucking uh, Philly special. See, I'm trying. I'm just trying to pull up the uh, the NFL.com rankings right now because, um, oh, man, I just want to see where Philly finished the year in in some of these stats. I know the defense fell off the cliff at the end 20, of the year. 2017. Was when Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. Here we go. Let's go team stats. So they were thirteen and three that year. The following season they were nine and seven, and didn't go anywhere in the playoffs. And obviously, who was their coach in twenty nineteen? Um, Philly was kind of middling on passing this year. They were. Head coach. Oh, wait. They kept the same fucking head coach the after a nine and seven season after winning the Super Bowl, which then they went four and eleven and yeah. won. And that was still with Peterson as their coach. And I believe that was the following year. The following year they fired Peterson and got and got Sirianni, who it's like, come on. Like like fucking yeah, take a chill breathe. take, take a, chill. a chill chill out a little bit you got You're... a playoff team shit happens give them another year yeah yeah you had a little bit of a slump at the at the end of the season but you also had one of the hardest stretches of one of the hardest yeah you like, mentioned that man stretches, they played a powerhouse fucking played... schedule man so so from October 22nd, they played Miami. Well, then they played Washington. Then they played Dallas. Then they played at Kansas City. Then they played Buffalo. Then they played San Francisco. Then they played yeah. Dallas. Then they played S- Seattle. That's and what was their record in that stretch? In that stretch, they were one, two, including starting with Miami, four, four and three. Yeah, I mean, they I lost be... to San Francisco. They lost to San Francisco. They lost to Dallas. They lost to Seattle. They lost the last three games, which, which like so coming out of the bye, you have at Kansas City, then Buffalo, then San Francisco, who, who's a fucking phenomenal team, then Dallas, who is playing fucking ridiculous at home, yeah. then at Seattle, which is difficult to play at. Yeah, you're yeah, just you taking could, you're taking heavyweight blows week in and week out. Yeah, and the argument is the argument is is well, you finish the season five and or one and five, but. But, and two losses the last two weeks of the year to the Cardinals and the Giants. You know, that's, by that that time, like, I'm surprised that 
they didn't finish it worse. Like they got yeah. the one win in that in that stretch because of the because of the simple fact that you're talking how many fucking fucking weeks and how how many games and in, in a year span these players in a year span these players played or a year and a half even span not even span, oh, yeah. they played, played how many fucking games like it ta- it takes your toll on your to- the toll on your body especially finishing the middle of february coming back in june ah. like, still, you're going to have a you're you're not going to make the super bowl every fucking year you might have have a stretch also in this in the stretch jalen hurts was was hurt aj brown was hurt you had you had play, defensive players getting hurt like yeah so let me i guess let me ask you all right so do you think I don't think Mike McDaniel has any worries at all in Miami. What do you think about Stefanski in Cleveland? Do you think that he could be a surprise firing? And, and obviously Sean McVay with the Rams. Nobody's fucking messing with him. But it's, so it think- seems like nobody's talking at all about Stefanski. You know, could they be thinking, hey, let's fucking bring back Belichick. He used to coach the Browns. Or hey, let's go after thing. Jim Belichick, Harbaugh. That's that's an interesting thing with Belichick possibly going back. I don't think Harbaugh would go there because he wouldn't want to go against his brother two games a year. But Belichick going back there because Belichick the reason Belichick left there is because he didn't like it wasn't leaving there because of his record. He kind of just said, you know what, fuck it, I'm I'm out because the ownership was trying to tank to force the move to Baltimore. And so Belichick didn't that's that's unfinished business for Belichick there in okay. Cleveland. Okay. Because if you remember the year before his last season there, they were eleven and five. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. It was a long time ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it was she was there from ninety one to ninety four. Five, so I think it was 1994 Cleveland Browns that they they were 11 and five in 1994, and then 1995, 95 they were five and 11, and that was their last year in Cleveland, and they were five and 11, but that's because ownership was getting rid of fucking everybody, trying to tank to drive down attendance to. Say, see, this is why we have to move. And I think he, I think he, I want to say he quit. Like he, not quit, but. uh, Peace out, bitches. Yeah. I'll build a check. I want to say, I want to say he like stepped down in the middle of the season. Yeah, I don't even remember. And then he was he was what traded from the Jets to the Patriots? Is that how it worked? No, he was fired by by Baltimore. So it was from head coach Cleveland Browns, Cleveland. He was blah, blah, blah. Playoffs in 94. Um, 
ironically, in 94, the playoff win Belichick had was against the Patriots. Um, so, yeah, but he was... Um... Yeah, so he yeah, was that's, traded was... from the Jets to the Patriots. So he went no. he he after that went to the Jets. Yeah, so he went I... to the Jets. Yeah, and so I'm looking at it. so he was traded yeah. for a first round pick in two thousand. Yeah. Belichick was the New York Jets for only one day when he was introduced as head coach to the media. The day after his hiring was publicized, he turned it into a surprise resignation announcement. Before taking the podium, he scrawled a resignation note on a napkin that read, in its entirely, I resign as head coach of the New York Jets. He then delivered a half-hour speech explaining his resignation to the press. Weird stuff with Belichick, man. And now he's interviewing for jobs. I heard he just interviewed with the Falcons. I would actually love to see him go to Atlanta, man, because I think Arthur or or, uh, what's his name? Um, Their owner. You know who I'm talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I just drew a blank. For Uh, for which team? The Falcons. Oh, uh, Blank. Arthur Blank. Arthur yeah. Blank. So, yeah, I hit the Arthur rate. I was like, yeah, Arthur. Da, da, da. Uh, I think he would love to have Belichick there, man. But they got to get a fucking quarterback. Go out. So, see, here's the thing. Bring here's in the... Cousins and fucking just make it work, man. Here's, here's the thing about that is Arthur Blank is good friends with Belichick. Friends with Belichick. Okay. And Kraft. And... Arthur Blank talked about in the Super Bowl. Remember, it was like twenty-eight to three. So, and oh. the Super Bowl ring for the Patriots that year, they had all these, all these um, references to twenty-eight to three. Yeah. And Arthur Blank talked about how that was personally helpful to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but how much of that was Belichick's choice? No, I know. I'm just saying that. I could see that. I could see. I could see a lot of teams. Stefanski is an interesting one. I don't think. Um, what's his first name? Kyle. Kevin. Kevin. Thank you. I was like, I know it's a K. I could see a team firing their coach to bring in Belichick. For Belichick. Yeah, I could, too. So. I think, though, Stefanski's done a good enough job. Oh, yeah, especially this year with all the shit they went through, Chubb getting hurt, Watson getting hurt. I like Stefanski a lot as a coach. I really do. But I think they – I mean, you know me. I think they fucked up by hitching their wagon to Sean Watson. I think that's going to drag him down. Yeah, so Stefanski is, let's see, 22-37 – and 37 and 30 as head coach of the Browns. Yeah, and he inherited a shitbag team, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah, Cleveland he, was bad for a long time, man. So but prior to Stefanski, I'm going to yeah, – Hugh Jackson. Prior to, prior, okay, 2020, he took over as Cleveland Browns head coach. He went 11-5. He took over for for basically a team that went 6-10 and 10 the previous year. Prior to that, their last winning season was one year under Romeo Crennel where they went 10-6. and six. What, with Brady Quinn? Uh, In like fucking 2007 or some shit? Yes, exactly, 2007. And their quarterback was Derek Anderson. Oh, I remember Derek Anderson. (laughs) Brady Quinn was there, but... Yeah. And then... And then prior to that, it was yeah, under Derek Bruce Anderson. Davis in 2002. And then prior to that was Belichick. Okay. Yeah, I think Derek Anderson had a uh, a great year with Braylon Edwards one season. So in the four years that Stefanski has been head coach of the Browns, they have as almost as many winning seasons. They have as many... W- as many winning seasons that they had the previous 20 years. Yeah, they sh- they should not be fucking with that spot. Yeah. And when you said Hugh Jackson, I think you were confusing Cleveland and Cincinnati because Hugh Jackson was coached for Cincinnati. No, Hugh Jackson coached Cleveland and then they brought in what's his face is the GM after oh, like fuck. whatever the 0 and 16 season and then he got he fired. Is. I just right over just went right by him. He did coach Cincinnati though, but yeah, he, he was... had an 0 and 16 year, dude. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He I was remembering him as um the as Cincinnati like... offensive coordinator. Yeah, Cincinnati offensive coordinator. Yeah. I'm sorry. Special assistant head coach. Yeah, I never liked him, dude. I never liked him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was like what an interim coach with the Raiders at one point too. I, it doesn't matter. He he, you know. He and was, I, I mean, hey, he had a shit bag team, but still, I I never liked him as a head coach. In 2011, he was interim head coach for the Raiders. Yeah. I never liked him. I saw. Him I never really liked him either. So I was like, nope, this guy's not. He's not doing it. Yeah. So yeah, so I they they'd be stupid to fire him and why why mess up a good thing chasing chasing the greatest that probably the greatest coach ever to coach the sport and chasing yeah. him but you don't know if he still has it. Yeah. And you won't find out until you have him in the building. No, and you're forcing him to take on Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Well, all right. I think we I think we hit the question of the week that are pretty good tonight. Um, what do you got? Closing thoughts, James? You want to go on any tangents? You know, we we got plenty of time. You know. I just, wow! I I just saw a name that 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 I hadn't seen as a. Football player in a while. T.J. Hushman Zada. Whatever happened to him? Who's your mama? 
I, I don't know. He had his time in the spotlight with Cincinnati and fantasy football lovers alike, and then yeah, see you later. Between him and Chad and Chad Johnson in uh, 2005, 175 receptions, 2,388 yards. Yeah, they had a fucking sweet little duo going. Who's your Mazzilli? The following year, they had even more. They became the first, him and Chad Johnson became the first pair of Bengals receivers to eclipse 1,000 yards in a single season. In each each of his three three years there, Johnson was named. In each of Hugh Jackson's three years with Cincinnati, Johnson was named to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I think that was Carson Palmer era. Yeah, it was. Um, Which uh, I like Carson Palmer a lot, man. You know, but he just, he never got there. Cincinnati always kind of sucked when he was there. And then he went to. Not true. Not true. No, 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 no. I will, I will argue that. But they had the one playoff year where he got hurt and Kitna fucking, you know, took over for him in the playoffs. Yeah. And, but that was post Carson Palmer era. And then he took, didn't he take, take the Cardinals to the Super Bowl? No, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is. In Cincinnati, do you remember when he he told him if they didn't trade him or release him, he was going to retire? Right, that, but that's because they drafted his replacement. What I'm all I'm saying is I liked Carson Palmer, and I I just it sucked that he got it was like it was like a Calvin Johnson with Detroit, where you're like stuck on a team that's never going anywhere. They never really got all the pieces around Carson Palmer. The offense was good. The defense fucking was never good. The defense, Mm -hmm. man, they had like fucking Pac-Man Jones for a couple years or whatever, and that was it, man. (laughs) Yeah, because with Carson Palmer, the reason why Carson Palmer got all pissed off was because in the the 2011 draft, they drafted Andy Dalton. (laughs) Hey, all I'm saying is I like Carson Palmer. Yeah, he did go and have a nice little run with Arizona. With uh, what's his face, Bruce Arians as his head coach, uh, the the Raiders thing wasn't really the greatest, but uh, but no, dude. I mean, you know, hey, all I'm saying is I like Carson Palmer, and it, and it wasn't so. So what you're saying about Carson Palmer, I it just fucking bugs me now that I'm reading reading back and remembering this. So I'm gonna read you this little blip of it. Do during, it during an interview on the 20, 2011 NFL Draft. Head coach Marvin Lewis said Carson Palmer told him that he had planned to retire. Yeah. Okay. The Bengals selected quarterback Andy Dalton in the second round. On July 26, 2011, a video posted on NFL.com showed a press conference held by Mike Brown, president of the Bengals, stating that he did not expect Palmer to return to the Bengals for the 2011 season. The organization wished him well, and there were no plans to trade him. That's when what I'm saying. When asked why he would not trade Carson, Mike Brown answered... Carson signed a contract. He made a commitment. He gave his word. We relied on his word. We relied on his commitment. We expected him to perform here. He's going to walk away from his commitment. We aren't going to reward him for doing that. I just I you're have... you're gonna you're gonna play the same thing as Eli Manning, John Elway, and Caleb Williams that we were talking about earlier. 
And, and, and hey, you know what? You're right. You sign a contract, you should fucking honor it. All I'm saying is he spent a lot of time in Cincinnati, and they fucking sucked dick and never built a team around him, and he wanted out. And that sucks. But you're right. He should have honored that contract and just fucking kept towing the line. So this is this is what I'm going to say. The reports are a quote from a supposed friend of Carson Palmer <laughs> that's, that said where he reportedly told his friend, I will never set foot in Paul Brown Stadium again. I have $80 million in the bank. I don't have to play football for money. I'll play it for the love of the game, but that would have to be elsewhere. Yeah, he was doing that to try to force the trade. And they refused to trade him. But then they then they did. Well, that, that's all I'm saying. But that's why they drafted Dalton and they made that statement that you quoted. I just... I see... You just want to argue with me. You just yeah, want to play devil's me. advocate. You just I'm want just, to argue with me. Basically. I am killing time. <laughs> I... I don't, outside of that, I don't have, have much else this week. It's All kind right, of a light week. A bitch. Oh, man, James. I tell you, it's like, ugh, just ugh, one of these. Yeah, you're just pissed off because you got to give me $100 of whiskey. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I'm used to that, though. I, it's, it's, it's been like four years running, so. I know, that's Why true. Change? That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Hey, you're good. I'm good. Uh, we'll just wrap it up here. So anybody who's watching, we hope you like the show. Blah, 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 blah. Thumbs up, subscribe, like, yada, yada, yada. Play name that stadium. Blah, 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 blah. We know you won't, but we'll do it again next week anyhow. So adios. <laughs> Sounds good. Have a good Great day. Iron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike. <laughs>